Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Yeah. The countdown is Hello, over. Hello, everyone. And we are here. Happy Thursday. We That's... have a dressage arena. Isn't it cool? That's... You worked really hard on it. So tonight we're going to be giving a geometry lesson. And a math class. And a math basic class. Arithmetic, basic, yeah. basic arithmetic. We're going to teach you about the dimensions of the dressage arena and how to ride accurate figures because that is one of your big pet peeves for sure. Have you noticed that? Yes. You always are yelling about geometry. So we're going to talk about geometry. We have a few questions to answer. Also a few announcements. Number one, I'm doing a webinar on flying changes, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the 19th. So be sure to come to that. What are your flying changes tips? We filmed actually a video today of Herman teaching Kane, my assistant on flying team changes. How did that go? It went well. It went well. Better than the uh, the preparation exercises went so well that then we didn't have the trouble that we normally have. So there we go. Yes. The key to flying changes <laughs> is good preparation. Yeah. But I'm going to really go into during the webinar, like what is a flying change? How you train the flying changes? Because I think flying changes is a place where a lot of people and horses get stuck like they get to second level and then they can't get a flying change on their horse and then you're stuck at second level so you want to learn yeah, how to do changes the flying are changes. definitely stepping off point for the next the next summit yes so flying changes are also really fun like when they, they go are. well They're it's skipping. like wee, yeah wee, wee. And it's also the, th the thing about flying changes is such it requires such harmony and like communication with your horse to get everything to happen when it's supposed to happen is like really, really good. So, and the, the th really hard thing for me, they were the hardest things for me to learn when I was first starting to ride because like shoulder in, you go, oh, I'm losing the shoulder. I'll move that over here. Oh, I need to fix a little of that. Oh, flying changes. Everything has to be right. And it has to be right now. Yeah. You, you can't fiddle fat. You there's no, it's like, it has to be right and go. Yeah. So it's very hard. It's everything has to happen in like a split second. So, okay. I wanted to start with a few questions from our supporters on Patreon. Um, the first question is from Deb Porter. Actually, both are from Deb Porter. Do riders ever mount from the right? Should horses learn to be mounted from the right? Pros and cons. So I know a lot of people who start their horses and always get on left and right. Um, and, uh, a funny story. The first time I saw, what do they do when they, they, when they do the cows, there's a header and a, a healer and a healer. <laughs> right. And then the healer gets off on the right side. The first time I saw that, I thought, Oh my God, blasphemy. He's getting off on the wrong side of the horse. Um, you know, horses will do what you train them to do. And, uh, and I had knee surgery and 
on my left knee and then I couldn't get on. And I tried to get on cue with my right leg. He got scared. I got scared. It was, yeah. really, it was just, <laughs> it was traumatic for everybody. And so I sort of had to climb along with my bad knee up a fat anyway. Um, so I think it's a good idea to break your horse to either side. Cause it really doesn't matter. The whole getting on on the left side is really a throwback to when we wore swords and most people are right-handed. So the sword was on that side. And so you got on with your left foot so you didn't poke your horse with the sword. So there you go. But I mean, yeah, like theoretically, it would be great if you could get on both sides because everything we want is we want our horses to be symmetrical. And so I think that when we always get on the left side, it pulls the saddle off to the left. So you always have to get on, scoot your saddle back over to the right, get your girth tightened up. But I don't get on from the right. Like I said, like you said, unless it's a young horse, because I'm just so accustomed to getting on from the left. If I try to do it from the right, I feel like so disorganized and it will scare your horse. Like if, if it's not something that you've worked on and you're always getting on from the left. And then one time you try to do it from the right, it's, it's, it might be exciting. My brain won't like, everything's backwards and my body just goes what so so proceed with caution we'll leave it at that um deb has another really good question in your video about weight aids so if you go on youtube i have a video about weight aids you suggest that your horse if your horse gets tense you have to sit in and try to make yourself heavier in the saddle i'm not sure how to do this can you please explain how to do it Shall we with the breathing? All right, it's breathing exercises. So let's get straight. So if you breathe and you breathe deep, then you can raise your center of gravity up into your chest. And then you actually keep your posture and you exhale and you try and feel yourself lower, right? And you play with your center of gravity with your breathing. And that's how you control your weight because you want to sit down in the horse, not so heavy that you push their backs away and then they can't come up. But you want to lighten yourself. And part of that exhale, right, is that a half halt. And you, and so that's with your breathing. Well, I do anyway. My breathing, I play with my weight. And that's how I adjust the center of gravity. Yeah. On Okay. On a more practical, like, level, I think that when, so when your horse gets tense, usually what happens is that you get tense or worried about what might happen. And then when we get tense, our tendency is to lean forward and raise our hands up, which puts your center of gravity up and it takes your weight off of the horse. So I just think of sitting back, keeping my hands down. And then if you would breathe, well, because if you breathe short, that would be the perfect rest. That's that short breath and that lifts you out of the tack and it's, yeah. And but that's how you get back in. Also, the when you breathe, you should think about like breathing in from your belly button. Like if you, yeah. if you breathe correctly, you should stick your belly out. Like, don't worry about looking fat and sucking your tummy in. Yeah, that's not because You've you got need to, to be able your... to pooch your belly out over the pommel. Yeah. Right? Your belly's got up out over the pommel. Yeah. So. So you breathe into your stomach, not just your chest. Okay. Those are questions from Deb. She's one of our supporters on Patreon. I'm also supposed to mention our new Patreon supporters, Karen Ellie Day, Fiona Ferguson, Diana, Laura Dunlap, and Michael Johnson. So thank Thank you you. guys. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate that a lot. 
if you're not yet on Patreon, the link is above or below. Basically, it's like a tip jar. So if you like these little free things and you want to leave us a tip, go to Patreon. On Patreon, there's also a lot of like behind the scenes training and just more content for you guys. So we are going to get started with our geometry lesson and explain to you the dimensions of the arena. And then maybe we'll do some Pictionary where <laughs> we can draw, we can draw like a pattern and um, the other one can guess it. Okay. So okay. Fair geometry warning. lesson. I ride better than I draw. So <laughs> I don't know that my shapes <laughs> are going to be, be okay. Fine. All right, should we pull that a little closer? Yeah. Levi's afraid. Yeah, Levi's afraid. Okay. Okay, here's the dressage court. So. Where's the pen? We're All right. Tip it up so you can see the letter C. All right, there we go. So, okay. a dressage arena is 20 meters long. And you have five. Oh, it's 60, 60 meters, meters long, long 20, 20 meters, meters wide. wide. So, you've got six letters, uh, five letters, and five goes into 60 12 times. So, you've got 12 meters, 12, 12, 12. That looks like 17. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so meters. there's 12 meters between, between the letters. each letter. So 12. And then. 12. And then the last 12 meters is cut in half. So you've got six and six. Now, so for the middle letters. Everything is backwards on the screen. That's well, annoying. Well, on that one, but the other one's probably okay. No. Oh. Uh, yeah sorry you guys everything is backwards on the on the youtube oh well we're riding we're not riding backwards we're riding correctly okay <laughs> the middle letters by the way everybody knows where x is then it's g i love dressage g i l b those are the letters on the, on the center, center line. line the letters on the center line are g i l b so we got six meters so from A to G is six. Then from G to I is 12. So this point is 18. So you have to come up here to make a 20 meter circle. Yes, that is very, very important. So draw a 20 meter circle. Okay, so in here. 20 meter circle accuracy, for those of you guys that are showing like training level and first level, you will, like immediately go up a point. A lot it's of it's another point. If you ride accurate. An accurate figure. And so many people ride terrible circles and it makes the judges crazy. Like they it's like the biggest pet peeve they have. So ride accurate circles. So the point here, you have to be 10 meters, 10 meters out of the corner so that it's half of your 20. So that's there, you've got six and four. So this is 10, 10 meters out of the corner. So when you leave A, you're coming to a point that's 10 meters out of the corner. Then you're gonna cross up here. That's 20 meters away from A. Then again, that's 10 meters out of the corner. And then you come back into the A. Now, if you ride it like a diamond, your horse has four legs, it will look like a circle. 
So ride it like a diamond and you'll be fine. So what I do is as I'm leaving A and I look between the K and the V, I aim for the middle because the middle is six meters, it's close enough. So I aim a little less than the middle of KV. Then I look at the VP line where it crosses the center line and that's this point. So I look at that point and then I imagine a horse and then another horse and that's the mark that I'm going for. So As you have to, when you cross the center line, you have to be past the VP line. That's really important because otherwise you're making like an 18 meter oval rather than a 20 meter circle. And then as you approach that center line, then it's eyes up again, look between the P and the F and you're looking for the middle, a little less than the middle, but still, because the middle would be six, a little less than that, the middle of that. And then you come back to A. It's, the, it's a circle. Circles don't have corners, right? So you have to not go into the corner. And then this point is the same point for this 20 meter circle in the middle. The, so three 20 meter circles fit in the dressage arena touching because from x you have to be two meters away from i so it's the same point this is 10 meters and then this is 10 meters so you're not at the rs line and you're not at the vp line and then here's the other circle and i think you messed up g is down here Oh, right, because C's up yeah. there. So Someone it's G put, so I. Melinda, you're right, yeah, Melinda. Yeah, I'm upside down. So it's G-I-L-D. Yes, I went the wrong way. Thank you. Yeah. And then my circle here got turned around. But the reason that, like, <sighs> like, that we have a court and that we want to ride with accurate geometry is that it, it gets your horse on the aids, like really, it gets your horse paying attention. It gives you direction. Um, this week's YouTube video was on another cone video with canter transitions this time. And so, you know, if you don't have a dressage court, setting out some cones is a really great way to practice riding these accurate circles. Even if you do have a dressage court, a lot of times we'll set up cones like for the touch points of whatever exercise that we're working on. And that really helps the students to ride accurately. It helps all of us to ride accurately. Like if you have somewhere that you're looking, somewhere that you're going, it really, really does help. That was somebody that mentioned it last week with the cones as to why did the horse go so much better when she had the oh, cones. Yeah. And the things that you do with your body to get from point A to point B talk to the horse it gets the horse better on the age and so that's why the accuracy is so important yeah okay we don't have that many questions tonight so why don't you guys that are watching live type in the chat if you would like us to draw out a pattern oh, for you so while we're waiting should we delete delete this yeah, we'll are. try and erase it yeah we'll go it's pretty good it stays a little on the on the on the tape Okay, what's your favorite pattern? You start drawing it and I'll guess it will be like Pictionary. Um, what's your favorite pattern to ride? 
he always rides patterns. Like I just randomly ride around the arena. He rides perfect patterns. Oh, I knew it. Ice cream cone. Look, someone else put ice cream scoop. Yeah. Ice cream scoop. Circle and then the straight and then back up. Oh my gosh, your then... circle is so bad. I just can't draw. When he rides, the circles are Around. a lot better. So, but yeah, I do the ice cream cone and the 20 meter circle. Okay, so we should do a YouTube video on this, but his favorite pattern for the canner transition is to do the ice cream cone and then you do 20 meter circle and canner. canner yeah. And then the ice cream cone the other way. And the hard part about the ice cream cone is you have to go from bending, like you have to bend your horse on the 10 meter half circle. Then you have to go straight change the bend change the bend and then bend the horse the other way okay okay um, so someone wants a, okay i'll draw this yeah you probably better i'll draw a three loop serpentine and you can explain it you no longer have to do a three loop serpentine in training three Nobody does. Oh, so we'll do a three loop serpentine and then we'll do the new training level test three loop. So first we're going to do a three loop serpentine starting at A. Okay. It's hard to draw on this. You kind of got to bounce it over that tape. Okay. What are your tips? So it's, it's half of a 20 meter circle. Now let's stop right here. Perpendicular right. to the center line. This, this, the mistake that is m most commonly performed is that... Here, you have pokey. Okay. The mistake that's most commonly performed is people don't ride this part fat enough. They come here and then they go at an angle. And then they come and they're not perpendicular to the center yes. line. You have to make... Oops. Yeah. So we'll do correct. Oh God, it's hard to draw this. It's so much this easier is... to write it. So the, the trick is to make sure that you come out here fat enough so that you're perpendicular to the center line when you cross it. So you've got the bend to the right, the bend to the right, then you're straight, then you change the bend as you leave the center line. It's hard. Yeah, we should Okay, get... we need like a stencil or something. We're still on a learning curve with this thing. But so basically your three loop serpentine is three half 20, 20 meter, meter circles. circles. And you have to cross the center line perpendicular to the center line. It's also important that you do not ride corners on your serpentine. So um, like if your serpentine starts at A, say, you ride into the corner before your serpentine starts, and then you cut the corner once you start the serpentine. And that's something that the judges definitely look for. Um, also remember to change your posting diagonal. So every time that you change direction, you need to change the posting, posting diagonal. Oh, you're gonna, is that the right diameter? Yeah, it's gonna be better than what we get. <laughs> Okay, we need apparently we need stencils to, to ride for, to, to draw, draw the to draw the circles. It's hard to draw on this thing. Yeah, maybe. Like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well we got 
to stretch it out. Give me that half. No, that's not going to work. And then we'll move it up here. Do it's that. fine. It's fine. You get the idea. I got to get some. Okay. The next pattern is the, the, the training level test three. And that's a shallow loop. So you go like this. And then but you have to start, go to X. It starts near K, right? How's it read? Oh, yeah. Because you have to come into the corner and it You're starts right. at K. So oh, it's, okay. I don't even, honey, it's gone. Oh, what did you do? I said nothing. Okay. okay. It's still there. Don't worry. So you have to ride your corner. You got to touch K. And then it comes, and the bend is to the right. Let's say we're traveling right. The bend is to the right. And then you have to get straightened up. And change the bend and at the quarter line. And change the bend line. at the quarter line. So this loop now is to the left. All of this loop is to the left, back to the H. No, it's you change the bend here. And now oh, right. you bend right. At the quarter line, you'll change the bend to the right, and you go back to H. Like that? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't That came bad. out good. That came out good. So this part's bent to the right at the quarter line. If you're posting it, you'll change your posting diagonal. This part's all going to be curved, bent left. At the quarter line, you change your posting diagonal, change the bend, and then it's to the right again. Oh, someone says we should try drawing dashes on the whiteboard instead of a steady line. The marker will be more forgiving. Good suggestion. All Thank right, we'll you. Try that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's important that you change the bend. And it's also like what a lot of people do is they what do people do they like do this so they go from k and then they just oh yeah the dashes work better then they just go like straight to here and then they just turn like straight back right they did so and they don't do the not, loop it's you're not making a you're not making a v yeah don't don't make a v that this is incorrect it should be like curvy lines but you also don't want to go past the center line like you don't want your horse's butt to go past the center line so it's it's a tricky pattern because you have to really be able to control the bend in your horse's body and like keep your horse from falling too much to the outside um okay let's see what other patterns should we do oh that's from me thank you jc i appreciate your suggestion we can't always see the names Okay, who else? Beginning level pattern. So the most simple dressage pattern is a 20 meter circle. Like if we are on a um if we're on a young horse, we just start out with um 20 meter circles. Like that's a really good warm-up exercise is to just do like 20 meter circle at one end, 20 meter circle in the middle, 20 meter circle at the far end. Um, okay, my instructor said not to change the posting diagonal for the shallow loop serpentine. Do you or don't you? I do because I want to tell the judge I know the bend went the other way. Yeah, but judges technically don't judge you on posting diagonal. Like they're not supposed to. Right, it doesn't take down from the movement. It's, it's it, not but a, it affects no, the balance and it'll at the end of it it'll affect the rider's score yeah so i think you probably should because you're changing the bend right you are changing the bend and you and i want to let the judge know that i know i'm changing the bend so i'm posting on the other diagonal because i'm gonna 
tell the judge, I know the bend changed. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, I'm going to draw another figure and you have to guess it. Ready? Okay. I'm doing my dash lines. We're coming to here. Now we're going this way. Oh, that's the snowman. <laughs> my favorite actress. Oh, shoot. But you didn't my get up. My 10 meter circle. The 10 meter circle. Yeah, I'm aware. So explain the geometry of a snowman. It's important that you go straight here. So for those of you guys that don't know what the snowman is, it's like one of the best exercises to improve your trot canter transition. You can also use it for the flying changes. Yeah. So in the snowman, basically start on the center line, 10 meter circle in trot, change direction, pick up the canter. That's the pattern. Mm -hmm. There's a video on my YouTube channel if you haven't seen the snowman in action. And then you do a 20 meter circle in canter like that. Oops. Yeah, it's we tough. Need to practice. It's, it's tough to draw. It's tough to draw. So there's there's a, a lopsided snowman. I think we ride better than we draw. I know I do because I can't. We're gonna have to practice this. I think we'll just get some shapes and draw the random. Yeah. But it is good to like think about, you know, to really kind of have this drone view and think about how to like where all the figures are placed in the arena and it gets even harder. Like as you move up the levels, it gets harder and harder and harder. So like, for example, in the, in the intermediate one, you go, so like the judge is sitting down here at C, right? Yeah. So in the I one, you pick up the canner at P you go up the center line you ride a half pass, like, so your half pass would be like over here, half pass, flying change, half pass, all the way over here, oh God, flying change, half pass. So you like do zigzag. In the Grand Prix, you have to do even more zigzag. So it the geometry only gets harder and harder. And it, it's, it's just mental discipline. It's just mental discipline. And that is, such, you know, 90% of this horseback riding thing is mental and you just got to stay focused that way. And it, it just requires that sort of attention to detail. It is a holdover from the military. So they... And it makes you look up. It makes you look up. I think we need magnets. Oh, but it's not magnetic. It's not a magnetic board. That's what yeah. I asked. The other one's a magnetic board, but. Okay. Does anyone else have questions that they want us to answer? I wanted to read this. So it was pretty funny. I did a post um, this week that said, you know, you're into horses when dot, dot, dot. What's your answer? That these, this is a vacation for us. We go to a horse show and that's a holiday. The horse show is our vacation. Okay. I'll read you some of the ones because they were like really funny. So you cluck to the dog to hurry up. 
and tell the horse to stay. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Don says you own your own horses, but get excited when you see a horse while traveling down the road. You get done with work and then go out to the barn rather than eating dinner first. Um, okay, this is a really funny one. <laughs> you cluck to your cats, but the worst is when you mistakenly call your husband by your horse's name. That would be <laughs> awkward. Okay. Um, when you're too tired to clean the apartment on weekends, but run to the barn to brush your horse, clean his box, and grease your saddle. Priorities. It's all good. <laughs> Priorities. Um, you know your horse's neigh from all the others at a horse show. <laughs> That's for sure. Because horses, like, their voices are definitely, I feel like they're like our voices. Like, every horse has a different voice. Okay, here's another one. You watch a football player run for a touchdown and are able to identify his stronger leg. That's pretty good because <laughs> I don't know if I watch enough. I don't know if I pay enough attention when I'm watching football. Okay, Callie says you never take a vacation. All your spare pennies go to your horse habit. No matter what you're doing, you wish you were riding instead. Pretty much it. Last year, we were like, we were going to go to Mexico on vacation and then what happened we didn't go we didn't go we like we're, we were like, gonna meet my family we, meet my we family. looked at how much it was gonna cost and we we're, we're like, like yeah. yeah let's just stay here um okay a lot of you guys clock to like people or horses or weird things um shall we answer this one question yeah what's the question so you, yes, you absolutely use the snowman in the trot, and you make the transition from trot to well, walk. Well, say what the question is. Oh. So can you use the snowman with trot to get used to the pattern? Yeah. So that when you get brave enough to canter, and that's the whole reason for that snowman, is that you can get really comfortable in the trot and the changing of the bend. And that the change of bend into the big circle makes it easy for the horse to pick up the canter transition right there and so it makes it a really smooth thing yeah and the size of the circle keeps the keeps you safe because you're turning the horse you're turning the horse into the lead and all of that keeps the horse from going wee and running down alongside because you're making that circle so absolutely yeah but yeah the you know the snowman is a really good exercise for suppleness and I actually learned the snowman from Conrad Schumacher at a clinic where my horse was being so bad. Do you remember that clinic? Yeah, we went up to, um, to solving. Solving, yeah. And I had um, my horse and Herman brought his horse too. And so you know how when you go somewhere, your horses are like instantly in love. So Herman's horse was like galloping around in this gravel pin oh, behind right. the arena yeah, yeah, yeah. and like screaming at the horse I was riding. And then he was like so tense. And so Conrad had me do the snowman and just like repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And eventually my horse started to relax, but it was slightly embarrassing. Yeah. Especially because Conrad like told me at the end, what a terrible <laughs> Later I was. Yeah, he was not impressed at all. He was not impressed with my riding. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. We will practice next time. Our artwork will be better. We promise. And I think I can get some shapes. Yeah. And be sure to RSVP for 
the webinar on flying changes. That's not this Sunday, but next Sunday at 12 noon Pacific time. And visit us on Patreon. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good evening. Good night. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.